It's time for Shattered Soulstone. Featuring the latest news from Sanctuary and beyond. Each episode, a heroic party of Nephilim band together to help keep you informed on everything in the Diablo universe. And now, your Diablo Community Podcast. Coming to you from somewhere in Sanctuary, this is episode 323 of Shattered Soulstone, your Diablo Community Podcast. This episode is called September Diablo. It is September 1st, 2021, and this is Jen. As you may have noticed, this episode is being recorded just a few days after the previous episode, or at least it kind of feels that way since the release of the previous episode. But the reason for that is a number of things. One is just scheduling conflicts this week, and we wanted to make sure that we got a show recorded and edited and posted and ready to go so you will have something to listen to on Saturday, and this that's when this will be released. And it just seemed like a better idea than skipping it or trying to rush one in at the last minute or, you know, so that's why this is being recorded early. Obviously, news and Diablo-released type stuff will probably happened in between this episode as I'm recording it when you hear it, but that's typical, so I'm not too worried about that. I'm going to start off with my week in gaming. I've been super busy in August, and things should slow down a bit in September because I finished a project thing I was working on, and so I have more time to play video games. Now, I have been making Diablo videos. They're kind of long. I've been doing it differently than, than before. Typically, I make like shorter Diablo 3 videos and then post them like a podcast, sort of. I guess I would be. Yeah, technically, it's posting it like a podcast, but it's not like uh, this podcast. You know, it's a little different. It's just a gameplay video. They take too much time. They take too much time to edit. They take too much time to uh, post if I'm putting it, if I'm trying to put it up as a podcast, it's difficult for a number of reasons if it's that long. So I've been sticking the really long ones that are like an hour long. For me, that's long. I know streamers stream like six hours, but that's just not me. But I put them on YouTube on my Book of Jen uh, YouTube channel over there. So you can catch some of that there. I also put it on my Book of Jen blog if you want to see it there as an embedded uh, YouTube video. I'm hoping sometime this week, that I'll have time to make some shorter videos as my Barbarian levels up. I am still playing a Barbarian, and I have zero Ethereals. I'm going to have to look up something to figure out how to go get those, because I just have not been lucky enough to get any just yet. I I know you don't have to be level 70. I have seen screenshots from people that got their Ethereal, and they were really low level still. And Anyway, we'll just see how that goes, but that's my gameplay uh stuff my week in gaming for this not quite a week I suppose there's a new update thing that happened with the Blizzard Activision lawsuit type stuff and all the fallout of that it's on Slate and they titled it the investors trying to fix the most toxic company in video games now I agree there's a lot of toxic stuff that happened at Activision Blizzard and that some of it is probably still ongoing, and that the workers that did the walkout or supported the walkout in some way are pretty darn unhappy that the higher-ups aren't really doing any of the things that the workers were asking for. I get it. It is a toxic workplace. That does not mean everyone there is awful, obviously. 
But yeah, you could say Activision Blizzard is a toxic workplace. However, it does not seem to be very different from other video game companies that are treating their people in horrible ways. So the title of this article is close enough for people that maybe don't play video games and just want to know what's going on and aren't, you know, really invested in this stuff as much as we are in terms of like paying attention to it. So Here's what happened. You know that there was the lawsuit. I've been talking about that on previous episodes. And there's like a little blurb. Well, like a paragraph of blurb. Catching people up in case this is news to them. It's probably not news to any of us that are, you know, people who played Blizzard games or are still playing Blizzard games. You know, that kind of thing. So there's a group. It's a shareholder group. And it's called the Strategic Organizing Center Investment Group. It's an umbrella organization that represents pension funds sponsored by the members of four national unions. So that's the Teamsters, the Service Employees International Union, Communication Communications Workers of America, and United Farm Workers of America. So they're, you know, SOC, Strategic Organizing Center. They don't manage the members' money. Instead, they communicate with companies on behalf of the funds holding its union members' investments with an eye toward growing those investments. The group says it represents 3 million shares in Activision Blizzard through its members' index holdings, which translates to around 0.4% of the company's total outstanding shares. It's not a huge stake, but it's something. And they're, they're trying. They're trying to get things uh, change. The SOC used to be called Change to Win, but now they're SOC. And they tried uh, previously to get shareholders to vote against a $150 million pay package for CEO Bobby Kotek. The company pushed the vote back a week from its annual meeting earlier in June, apparently fearing an embarrassing though non-binding loss. It also felt compelled to uh, rebut the SOC in a letter to shareholders filled with the uh, filed with the Securities and Exchange Commission on June 11, three days before the June 20, the June 14 meeting. And after Activision Blizzard's workplace problems came to public light, the SOC stepped up its pressure campaign. It has now urged the company to add women and employees to the board, claw back bonuses from abusive executives, stall all executive bonuses in 2021, and submit to a company-wide equity review. It also criticized Activision Blizzard for hiring noted union-busting law firm Wilmer Hale to investigate it in the wake of the lawsuit, saying the firm has, quote, no track record of uncovering wrongdoing. So there's an interview that follows a little bit, and uh, it's a little long. I'm not going to read everything here, but um, if you're interested in that sort of thing, I'll put this and everything else I talk about into the show notes at ShatteredSoulStone.com. One of the things, though, I'm going to highlight in here is uh, the writer of the article was talking to a person that is involved with SOC, and asked, you know, what's what's your objective? And the person said this. Our focus was initially on executive excessive executive pay on unreasonably rewarding executives for levels of performance that we didn't think warranted the kind of repeat awards that were given out or awards of that size. But that said, we'd always been cogs- cognizant of the fact that there were real issues in the workplaces of the video gaming industry. We've heard for many years about sexual harassment, racial harassment. We've heard about crunch and the intense difficulty that presents to workers in terms of trying to have any kind of a work-life balance. 
But up until pretty recently, we knew about the culture of crunch in a vague, general way within the gaming industry. What we really learned from the state of California lawsuit was both that those problems were genuinely acute and severe at Activision Blizzard, that senior management, at the very least, had been repeatedly informed and made aware of those serious abusive practices throughout the organization, and that it had allowed those practices to go unaddressed for many, many years. Once the litigation was filed by the state, it became clear a large number of Activision Blizzard employees were willing to take action to try to address those problems so we felt as a shareholder it was important for us to communicate to the board that we did not believe that the company's responses to that lawsuit or to activity by workers was sufficient and that they needed to do additional things and that if they weren't going to do additional things that we would continue and really escalate the shareholder activity that we've already been undertaking in the votes vote no's against executive pay. What we're implicitly suggesting is that we're going to be campaigning harder against the re-election of incumbent directors if the board doesn't make significant changes between now and next year's annual meeting. It goes on from there, but it sounds to me like this is a group that's going to be devoted to cleaning this up by force, I guess, you know, or by shame, depending on how they're going to do this. But that's just, it's another piece of the puzzle that might help the workers actually get a decent workplace to work in and you know a healthy one so i just thought i'd highlight that that's from slate and it was posted on august 30th there's a couple of things to talk about for uh diablo 3 which is what i'm playing you know recently most recent game i played was that one a couple days ago and uh no actually i think it was yesterday but there's a blue post as we used to call them on shattered soulstone where it's uh a community manager goes into the forums and mentions something and the text is in blue so you can see it real easily so this one was posted uh yesterday august 31st and it's by community manager filthy rich who wrote this season 24 patch 2.71 a is now live the update includes a fix to address stability slash performance issues and a compliance update that does not affect the player experience. No balance updates or item changes have been applied at this time. Now, it's it's unclear to me exactly what this is in response to. There's a couple of things attached to this reply and a couple of links. Uh, when will the freezing fix be applied to live? stuff that has to do with the PTR that's over. So I'm not really sure how those got stuck in there or if that's an automated process. So it's just kind of a thing. If you've been having problems, you know, that's that's a thing. Somebody here has a screenshot that they posted. It's clearly from Diablo 3. There's a little box in front of their barbarian on their, their seasonal barbarian. It's a little box that popped up. It says, warning, your social features such as chat, friends, clans, and communities may have been disabled. To learn more and adjust your settings, please visit the privacy and communications page in your battle.net accounts. So clearly something was screwing things up. And I don't know what it is specifically, but um, apparently there's a fix going on. So that's always a good thing when... I, the Diablo teams... The community managers, all of them lately, I feel like have been pretty on top of fixing stuff. So I'm sure it'll get fixed. I also want to point out Max Roll has a deep dive into augments, which is clearly something for Diablo 3 and not any of the other Diablo games. And it's a really good article. It's written by Rex Antarax. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. I don't know that I've ever heard his name pronounced, so I'm trying. Um, but it's a really detailed look at augments what they are, why you need them, how to do it. He's got the uh, Candle Suns 
despair augment ancient item recipe shown and there's like a walkthrough like a little description of this is what it does this is what you need here's what happens if you use certain gems you have to have these like uh flawless royal gems to do it and some of you already know this and do this all the time but there'll be someone listening who's new to this so i'm just kind of pointing out a little bit here and people can read the rest if they want to and it's uh it's pretty interesting. There's a frequently asked uh, questions on augments towards the maybe middle of this thing, and it just shows you everything you'd ever want to know. I'm probably going to hang on to that because I tend to forget how to do this, even though I've done it before. It's been a little while. But I really like Maxwell. The people that write for it are very knowledgeable at how, about how to do stuff, and they write it out in ways that I think is easy for people to understand, and that's a big deal. It's you know, it's one thing to have the knowledge. It's another to be able to give that knowledge to people in a way that someone even new to it could pick it up and go, okay, I get that. I could try that, you know, and, and I think they do well with that. So there's a tweet by Hearthstone, and I don't normally include Hearthstone in this show because it's not a Diablo game, but it kind of is going to be for a little while. There's a tweet from the official Hearthstone account at Play Hearthstone that says... Uh, the Lord of Terror is joining mercenaries. Kickstart your collection with the Diablo Mercenaries bundle. And there's a little video. It's about 46 seconds long. And you can click on it and see like the stuff that comes with this bundle. It's got a Diablo face staring out at you. And the logo for Hearthstone Mercenaries. Now, to be honest, I don't know what that is. I don't know what Hearthstone Mercenaries is. I could probably find out if I cared. But right now... Uh, I can't really tell you anything more about it. It is a bundle, though, and it's not free. This isn't like free Hearthstone content. This isn't stuff you can earn playing the game. And this Mercenaries bundle, it uh, it comes with... Let's see. Oh, wow. There's like system requirements on everything here. Holy cow. That's not necessary right now. So it apparently comes with a bunch of packs including a Diamond Legendary Diablo Mercenary and 50 Mercenary Packs, everything you need to kickstart your collection. It costs about 50 bucks, $49.99. You can pre-purchase it now if you want to. There's an option to gift it to someone if you want to. I'm thinking this is a, one of the weirdest things I've seen Hearthstone do, and they've done a lot of things like this. I don't know that I've seen... They have pulled in from a lot of World of Warcraft uh, type stuff for the cards and things like that. And I, I play this game once in a while. I'm not an expert on this or anything. But if you look at like the the classes of each deck, it's a character from World of Warcraft. Or a variant character, like you start with this main one, but you can swap it out for this one if you earn it or buy it or whatever, that kind of thing. Why are we putting Diablo in Hearthstone exactly? I mean... It made sense putting Diablo in Heroes of the Storm because that pulled in all the stuff from Blizzard from their various uh, creations. And that kind of worked because it was sort of a, you've been pulled into this area and you know from all of these worlds that Blizzard had created. But why are we putting Diablo in Hearthstone exactly? How does that work? I mean, you don't even use a Hearthstone in Diablo. You use a portal. So I, I don't know. I'm confused. My best guess is since um, I read something and I think it was like a shareholder thing or a, something like that that was talking about the various games and essentially how much money they were making the company. And I guess uh, the Diablo stuff is doing really well because, of course, Diablo 2 Resurrected is coming out this month and people have been you know, pre-purchasing it and 
There was a lot of people streaming the closed alpha and the open beta and all this stuff. So maybe this is like a money grab, you know? I mean, I figure Hearthstone probably makes some money because you have to buy cards and you have to, you know, some people will put money in to get more decks or whatever and or to craft cards or this sort of thing. But it feels weird to suddenly have Diablo in Hearthstone. There's nothing about Hearthstone in the Diablo games at all. Like World of Warcraft does have like a little sort of a toy you can use and you can play Hearthstone against another character. You don't really play. You just sit down and the game decides who wins, like random roll or something. But this is weird. This is really weird. It's like they're going, well, this makes money. Let's stick it in some other games randomly for no clear reason and see if that makes some money too. Now, there might be some crossover between people who really love the Diablo games and mostly play that and people who really love Hearthstone and mostly play that. But is that all of them? I mean, I I know there's some Hearthstone players that like never played WoW. <laughs> they don't, you know what I mean? It's, I, I don't know. I'm very confused by this whole thing. I don't know whose plan this was. It will probably make the company some money, but I just can't wrap my head around it, really. Moving on, since I did just mention Diablo 2 Resurrected, the Diablo Twitter account, which is at Diablo, has been highlighting some of the classes. And so far, they've done little tiny videos on the Barbarian and the Sorceress and the Paladin. And I just watched the Paladin one today because it was released today. And man, that looks like fun. I mean, it really does. It's, you know, obviously it's a highlight reel and it's showing some of the stronger skills that each of these characters have and what it looks like in game. And it just looks so cool. But I'm probably going to go with the Barbarian because that's my thing. But if I pick up a second character, I'm thinking Crusader at this point. Some of you may know who David Brevik is. He is the creator of the original Diablo game, um, and Hellgate and some other stuff, Marvel Heroes, things like that. And he has in the past talked about the original Diablo game and some, maybe some Diablo 2 as well. I don't remember exactly, but he's got a thread here because people are asking him, well, I don't know if it's a thread, but he's got people asking him questions about Diablo 2. And so someone asked him, uh, please tell me about what the whole Act 4 was supposed to look like because it was never finished, right? Where, What were the other three quests that did not make it? Were there more areas in mind? A mercenary? Have a good day, sir. And David Brevik responded, and he said, most of what is now Act 5 was Act 4. Was what Act 4 was going to be in terms of environment, comma, most monsters, end of parentheses there. The story was slightly shortened and altered. I don't think we designed three other quests. We redid Act 4 just a few months before release, so we only had time for three quests. So that's, you know, there are no other three quests, according to him. <laughs> you know, it was this is what they had. In addition, there's another person that asks David Brevik, would you consider doing a kind of let's play of D2R? I bet it would have billions of views and it would be so fun to see what you think about the remaster, etc. It would even be a great opportunity to talk about creation of D2 more, which we all love. And the person added a little like ASCII smiley face in there. And David Brevik responded, sorry, but I'm not supporting Blizzard right now, including anything D2R related. I will not be buying or streaming D2R and my interactions slash questions about D2R will be very limited. He's um, not happy with Blizzard right now. Maybe hasn't been for a while. I have no idea. I didn't really dig into this any farther, but when you've got someone who made the original game saying, yeah, not interested, 
That's kind of icky. Now, is he not supporting Blizzard right now because of all the scandals and lawsuits and whatnot? Or is he unhappy that they... I don't know. I have no idea. But we're not going to get, uh, you know, Let's Play videos from David Brevik on anything Diablo, that's for sure. There's a, uh, a Twitter post by Mr. Lama SC, and he was talking to Rod Ferguson, who is the EP of the Diablo franchise at Blizzard. He tweets quite a bit about different things. Pretty interesting to follow. And so Mr. Lama asked, um, a real talk, though, tags Rod Ferguson. Any chance we'll see a fix to the NHAM next hit always misses? would really open up the game in some beautiful ways. And then he linked to a bug on, on Reddit. And Rod Ferguson responded, Hey, we're aware of the issue, but we decided that it was part of the original experience that we were, cons- that we were concerned of impacting. Definitely something we could look at fixing post-launch if the community feels like it's a change they want. So this is how quick we're getting responses from people that work for Blizzard now, you know, that kind of thing. So the last thing that I have to talk about today, and this is probably a much shorter episode than typical, possibly, is a tweet from Blizzard CS-The Americas, and they tweeted this, It's time to make sure your account information is up to date. Update your account details, security settings, privacy settings, and more, and there's a link. When you click that link, it takes you to battle.net, and you need to log in to check those things, I suppose? I mean... I don't know that there's like anything they're worried about where they're saying, oh, hey, you might want to take care of that, you know, not, you know, protect yourself kind of thing. I think it's just one of the things that they do to keep people's accounts safe from shenanigans, you know. So um, if you're, if it's been a long time since you played or if you, and you're still, you know, randomly playing once in a while now, you might want to look at that. I might look into it later and see if there's any changes I want to make. That's about it as far as that. I mean, it's good to have, you know, security settings on stuff that you care about online so you can, you know, not have someone try to brute force your account or something like that. So just some advice from Blizzard to keep people safe. And that's going to be it for today's probably very short show. It can't all be long shows, right? So I'm going to close the show now, and you'll be hearing this in a few days from when I'm recording it. You have been listening to episode 323 of The Shattered Soulstone, your Diablo community podcast. Missed an episode? You can find the show blog and listen to the show archives at www.shatteredsoulstone.com. Come join us in-game. Our in-game community and clan, both named Shattered Soulstone, are open to anyone who would like to join. You can also join us on Discord for the ultimate team and community-based experience. Find the Discord invitation link on our Twitter and Facebook page, as well as the Shattered Soulstone website. This show is powered by you, the listener. Send in your thoughts, contributions, questions, and feedback to our Twitter at Shattered Stone or Facebook, facebook.com slash Shattered Soulstone. Thank you for listening. This episode is being recorded shortly after. Damn. Jesus Christ. <laughs> what the fuck? Okay, there's an outtake. <laughs> okay.
it takes too long to edit really long videos and then go through the process of putting them up as a podcast. So I stick those on my YouTube. Oh my. <laughs> what the hell's going on out there? <laughs> Come on. There was two different cars oh God. honking at each other. <laughs> Guess we know why we don't usually do this on Wednesday nights. 